Yo, yo. <laughs> Welcome in to the next episode of Sideline Chatter. Rocking the same shirts as last episode. Banging out some uh, episodes. Justin Hagee here with James Albertson. <laughs> How are we doing? I'm doing great, man. Looking forward to week two. Uh, won a couple leagues. Looking to continue <laughs> that. Lost a couple leagues. Trying to right the ship. Get it going here. Don't want to go 0-2. I think it's... Uh, I think it's pretty. It's probably like overreacting, but going zero and two does not feel good ever. It doesn't because like obviously your season's not over at that point, but it's, it's a lot harder, especially if you're in the thing with divisions and like someone in your division is like two and zero, three and zero, and you're one and two, zero and three. Like you're kind of toast. So mm-hmm. you need to get a need to get it going early. So looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to week two as well. Week one was fun. Uh, went to Jake's crib, got the pizza and the wings down. Jakeyana Ragerson, <laughs> Jake Ragerson. COVID boys back at it. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie's house is a uh, COVID-free zone, so we're not allowed there. Strict rules over there. Yeah, so. he ain't going to watch this shit anyway, so. <coughs> yeah, if we leave our house, we can't go to his house, so. Yeah. So. <laughs> if we leave the premises of our house. Stricter rules than uh, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, the topic of this episode is going to be our starts of the week. So, uh, it's not going to be McCaffrey, Mahomes, type players you know what i mean it's going to be players that you might be starting or might be their first player on the bench who i think where we think is going to be a great start for this week starting with conviction so uh we each got one quarterback one tight end and then two running backs and two receivers uh, i'm gonna start with justin herbert as my quarterback it's like it's probably my most obvious one on my list but uh he's the qb8 right now projected on Yahoo for next week, which I think is really low. He gets the Cowboys. Uh, I haven't looked at any game lines, but if I had to guess off the top of my head, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Obviously, with the Cowboys, it's going to be a shootout. Uh, Herbert threw 47 times last week in a low-scoring game, which is pretty telling to me. Uh, they're not going to be a high-rushing attack. Like Eckler's not going to sit back there and get 20 carries. Uh yeah, Herbert had 30, 337 yards last week. Only one TD, one pick. Uh, against a good, people even think, maybe the best defense in the league, the Washington football team. Now he gets a really cupcake matchup. I think 350 and three TDs is not out of the realm of possibility. I think he can even be the QB1 this week. So if he had a slight down week uh, last week with 11 points, which is not what you want out of your QB1, I think this week is a huge bounce back spot for him, and you're starting him without a doubt. Yeah, I think absolutely a bounce back spot. It's probably going to be like a mid, like 30 to 30, 40 mm-hmm. to 40 type game. So if you have Chargers or Cowboys, you're starting both full fire, not thinking about it. Uh, my first QB is going to be uh, Father Time himself, Tom Brady. Uh, came off a huge game last week in a shootout with Dallas, and this week he gets Atlanta, who just let Jalen Hurts and the Eagles go all over them. So I think they steamroll them. Pretty bad, pretty ugly game. Probably like not a lot of yards, but three or four touchdowns. I, say, I for hope Tom. they make it the competitive. Yeah, I, mean, I don't see him having a lot might. of yards. I think they score early and then pull off the brakes a little bit. But I do think he has enough. He's projected ninth most points for quarterbacks this week. I think I think he finishes a little higher than that. Mm-hmm. So if you, he's he's probably like you have him as him and another quarterback or similar ranking every week. I think you start you're starting him. him this week. Um. Yeah, I just think they score a lot of points and score a lot of points early. Yeah, the Falcons looked shitty against the Eagles, 
It hurts if you're like 270 and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's not really the greatest passer, so that's oh, Hopefully the Falcons can make him competitive because they only scored six points against the Eagles. So you would think the Buccaneers are a better D than the Eagles. Yeah, this might be a 40-0 to zero shutout. Yeah, <laughs> I think they'll, the Falcons just hopefully bounce back. I don't know. But did you have another QB? Yeah, do you okay. only have one? I only have one. Yeah, you can touch on your yeah. other one. Other one is actually ranked right behind him in fantasy points is Baker Mayfield. Didn't have the greatest game against the Chiefs, even though they put up a lot of points. They had three rushing touchdowns, which really never is good for a quarterback, which is honestly a, kind of a thing going against Baker in almost every game because yeah. they could get three, two or three rushing touchdowns in every week. But playing Houston at home this week, Houston's the – I don't think I can name – three players i don't <laughs> think i can name one player starting <laughs> on the defense honestly and i mean they kind of held lawrence in check but he th- how many yards did lawrence end up with i think it was like th- he threw three, three touchdowns three touchdowns i think it was like around 300 wasn't it i mean 300 i mean that's in a kind of a lopsided a game but this is another game like the tom brady and atlanta game where i think they get out early and i just think they blow them out like i I mean, I don't know what the line is or anything, but my first, like, thought prediction for a score is, like, 45-17, something like that. Like, Browns score a ton of points, and then Texans score one late, and it's just nasty. But I think if you have it, this is the same as Tampa Bay. If you have a Browns player, I think you're using them. Right. doesn't matter who it is. You're starting Brady over Baker, though? I would start Brady over Baker. They're ranked right next to each other. I would start Brady. He's just safer. More touchdown upside, too. He's not, And he's not going to get stolen from running backs like Baker has potential to. Right. So yeah, uh, yeah, I got Baker in one of my leagues. So who's your starter? Is he your starter? Yeah, fourteen man auto draft. <laughs> <laughs> this damn auto draft league. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of hearing about yeah. this damn auto draft. All right, so I'm gonna move into my running backs now. Uh, my first running back. His matchup isn't great, but I feel like his workload and his production last week went a little unnoticed. It's Daryl Henderson of the Rams. I feel like a lot of people were kind of shitting on him before the drafts. Like, he was falling in a lot of drafts, which McVay usually goes with the one running back approach. Like, he doesn't really ever use a committee. Uh, he had 16 carries for 70 yards and a TD and had a 17-yard catch. But the more telling thing is Sony Michelle only had one touch mm-hmm. and it was one carry for, like, two yards. I don't know Very if that's more – they're committed to Henderson mm-hmm. or if he just wasn't prepped enough, enough yet. yet because, I mean, you never know. But that is definitely telling that he had that much of a – snap share which is right. crazy that's a good point but yeah i think mcveigh is gonna ride out henderson until he gets hurt which might be inevitable at this point my favorite word <laughs> it is inevitable that you will use that word yeah. yeah but they get the uh they get the colts like i said the rams they looked explosive in offense stafford looked good uh he still got 16 rush attempts which is nice to see and he really didn't come off the field a lot so as a guy you drafted is probably like an rb3 maybe or two in deeper leagues I think you're just you're playing him every week, basically, just based off of sheer uh, volume and usage. So I think you're pretty. I'm confident using Harrison this week. Our first uh, running back is uh, Damian Harris. New England had 23 touches, mm-hmm. 23 touches for over 100 yards week one, which uh, it's a pleasant surprise. I think I don't know if I really thought he was going to be that dominant in touches. Stevenson fumbled, and that kind of you know Belichick. That was kind of it for him. Yeah. Um, JJ Taylor wasn't even active. Who's the other guy? What's his name? It's been there for James White. Well, yeah, obviously James White, but I met the uh, Brandon Bolden. Bolden, that's <laughs> his name. I couldn't think of his last name. Bolden. Bolden mixed in for like a carry or two. He did fumble at the end of the game. 
Damian Harris and actually like pretty literally lost them that game going in from the yeah. ten yard line and fumbled and lost the game and if he didn't fumble he probably would have scored a touchdown and probably for me it lost a fantasy game maybe yeah. for other people yeah. if he because if he goes in and scores <laughs> and doesn't fumble that's a 10 point swing and I win but I think he's in line for at least another 20 touches again this week even if he is uh in Belichick's doghouse a little bit because I think they're going to be up pretty easy in this game against the Jets who just let McCaffrey go wild against them yeah. last week uh, Mac Jones looks like the real deal, unrelated. I know they lost. Solid, yeah. I know they lost, but Miami's a good defense. Mm-hmm. And that was his first game. He looks like the real deal. Brady-esque. Doesn't throw the ball hard. Like, doesn't throw with laser beams and mm-hmm. works really accurate with the ball. But, yeah, I got Damian Harris as my first RB. Yeah, I don't think that fumble will affect him too much, really. I I hope we'll not. see. I don't think so. But, I mean, you got the best cornerback in the league stripping it from you, so what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dolphins fan. <clears throat> my next running back is kind of a gross player. A lot of people faded him for correct reasons, but uh, he had a nice week one. It's Melvin Gordon. Uh, week one, he had 11 carries, 101 yards. Obviously, had the 70-yard TD, which he looked really fast on. I didn't think he was that fast or still that fast. Yeah, he was kind of flying. Which he roasted is... Bradbury. Uh, he also had three targets, three catches, 17 yards for uh, 19 points in half, half PPR leagues. Uh, big thing here is he gets the Jaguars, uh, who – the Texans just ran, not mostly ran all over him, but, like, Ingram had 26 carries. Uh, I think they'll be up in this game. That's crazy in itself. Mark Ingram. It's just a whole other right. conversation. <laughs> but. Uh, the Denver Broncos defense is a consensus top 10 defense now. So, I think game trip's always going to be in the favor of uh, Gordon. Obviously, he has Javante Williams there who had more carries than Gordon last week. Mm-hmm. But Gordon outproduced him. So, uh and like people said, Gordon might outproduce Javante the first half of the year. So why not get him in your lineup for the first yeah. half of the year? Just a great matchup. Uh, I'm putting him in my flex this week over Javante Williams. I have both of them. So, I mean, I might it might be the wrong guy, but I like Melvin this week. Like I said, it's not a flashy pick. It's kind of gross, but yeah, I think he'll have a solid week again. Yeah, you should, should have a solid game because they split even, exactly even, didn't they? Snaps, yeah. Yeah, and touches, I think. Total touches. Uh, total touches, yeah. yeah, they did, yeah. Which is, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, when you hear that two running backs are splitting even, it's really nasty. Crazy. But they're actually both, I would say, S- really solid, solid playmakers that yeah. they can make any anything happen with those touches. My second running back is Chase Edmonds, who is projected the 23rd most points for running backs this week, putting them in like a flex area, which I think you probably had him anyway. Mm-hmm. Going up against the Vikings this week, who just let Joe Mixon turn – 25 touches into 120 yards and mm-hmm. a touchdown. Obviously, Mixon is the only back there, so that's that. But Edmonds and uh, Connor really look to be in 1A, 1B, but I still think Edmonds is a 1A, hands down. And just like Melvin Gordon was outtouched by Williams, Edmonds was outtouched by James Connor or outcarried. I don't know about outcarried. Yeah. Outcarried. But the receiving work is solely Edmonds. Yeah. So I think that gives him a crazy boost for fantasy especially on the team that he's on like Murray's gonna throw it a lot and if he's running around usually it ends up going to a running back I would say if he's running yeah. running wild the running back's usually the closest one but I see this a game where they win kind of easily against the Vikings not like a blowout but they should be in control most of the game so mm-hmm. he should get his fair share of touches I don't know if Murray's gonna have five touchdowns again probably not I mean maybe he's probably the MVP this year but 
We'll see. But I really like Edmonds in this spot. Yeah. You need a good week one. Just doing typical Chase Edmonds things. 12 carries, 60 efficient, four catches, 43 yards. Like I said, if Connor would ever get hurt, which is definitely possible, I think he's an RB1. Uh, yeah, I think if he could just get like 20, if he's getting more carries, he'd be so good. You say only in 12. Yeah, but I definitely I like him next week against the sh- dumb-ass Vikings. <laughs> God, I hate that team. Uh, moving on to receivers now. Receiver that everybody loves, who I like coming into the season, I think was undervalued in every draft, Antonio Brown. Uh, week one against the Cowboys, obviously had a nice game. Five catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, Tom Brady loves him. He seems like he likes him more than Mike Evans at this point, dating all the way back to the second half of last year. Uh, he looks great. He's getting open. He's making tough catches. He even caught, what the f- was it, 40-yard touchdown, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to get uh, again, going up against the shitty Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we already know the story with the Falcons. You mentioned Brady earlier. Uh, in your league, I have the Brady and Antonio Brown stack, which I lost that it's league, but they lethal. both played well. Uh, <clears throat> you drafted him as like a wide receiver, probably four, and he can. Uh, I think he has wide receiver two upside. And if somebody gets hurt in this offense, I think he can even be a one. So uh, Antonio Brown, you're keeping him in your lineup. Uh, Week two, I know some people didn't start in week one. Like, I had him on the bench in one of my leagues. That's not going to be the case this week. I'm starting him in every league I own him in. So, get him in there. Yeah, he looks – I mean, obviously he's a little older, but he looks like the Antonio Brown of old. All right. How old is he? 33. Right. So, I mean – I mean, it's not, it's not ancient, right but, either. I mean, it's kind of on the older side for yeah. a wide receiver. But if he can keep playing like that, he seems like he's Brady's guy and, like, Usually Brady's guy mows in fantasy football. Yeah. So, if you were able to get him pretty pretty decently late in the draft, probably gonna hit a home run with that ADP right there. If you follow if you follow our TikTok page, you hit a home run. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm. <laughs> it's marketing 101 right there. <laughs> <laughs> my first receiver, mine, my receivers are both kind of higher on the list than probably Justin's are. Maybe not AB, but first I have Robert Woods. He's projected 20 myth points this week. Obviously, like you probably hear this and you're like, yeah, I'm starting Robert Woods. But, I mean, he only had four or five targets last week yeah. in the night game. which And they Stafford was kind of throwing the ball all around the yard. So, that's a, not not concerning, but you would like to see him get more. Um, playing the Colts this week who just let Tyler Lockett, who I guess from a scheme perspective is their second receiver. Tyler Lockett's the second receiver scheme-wise. Metcalf's the one. Yeah. So, Robert Woods is now, I would say, scheme-wise, he's probably a better receiver, but I feel like teams prepare for Cup more than they would for Woods. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like this is a blow-up spot for Woods after 3-for-27 last week and that insane touchdown <laughs> that he had by, as a friend put scummy. it, inches. And, yeah, very scummy. But um, Stafford looks like he's going to be a baller this year. So, I think even not just this week, but going forward, Woods and Cup should be f- – insane receivers you like more? I personally like Cup more he looks I saw a stat earlier was like uh, Cup ran a route on 100% of his snaps and Wood was, Woods was only like 65% which is kind of like uh, you mean like Stafford's pass attempts yeah right. which is kind of like alarming a little that bit is, not alarming I mean, but like you know what I mean like Cup was kind of being I feel like everybody was over all over Robert Woods mm-hmm. this year Woods always and like the thing the thing is that Woods disadvantage is he runs the deeper routes. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, Cup had the bomb wide up touchdown, but Cup is I feel like is more known for his short routes and run after the catches than he is yeah. for bombs. Like Diggs, Diggs, 
I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking dig route. That's why I said that. <laughs> Woods runs like that, like 12 to 15 yard route across the middle, mm-hmm. like, you know, like crossing routes. But four, four targets in week one is a little scary, but I don't think that's a season long thing. I think that was probably just a game plan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Starting Robert Woods, you probably already were, but start him this week. My second receiver I talked about in the last episode, and I also have his QB on this list. going to be Mike Williams. Uh, I mean, to beat the drum here, but, like, I think this is a blow-up spot for him. Obviously, he's going to be at the Dallas defense that we already spoke of, who the Buccaneers did whatever they wanted to them. Uh, I think he'll catch some deep balls this game. Like I said, week one he had 12 targets, which is – I'm not going to say it's a career high. I don't know what his career high is, but I feel like that's high for him compared to what it's been in season past. The coaches said they want to give him the ball more, and they followed through with that. Like I said, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, especially against his defense. So if you got Mike Williams, I know I have him in, I think, two leagues. I benched him week one. Have him in your league. Uh, I have Ayuk, so I'm Williams is going right in the Ayuk spot, and I expect a big week out of him. So I don't know if you're playing DFS or if you just have stacks in your fantasy leagues, but I think Herbert and Williams could be Maybe like the most underrated stack this week. Obviously, Keenan Allen's the one there, but I think Williams is going to eat too. So. Yeah, I've been high on Williams ever since he came out out of the draft. But it seems like this might be the year he finally hits that ceiling that everybody thought he could have. Yeah. Um, biggest thing for him is staying on the field. I think we touched on that in the last video. But yeah, I really like him this year. He seems like a. It seems like he's really improved to be a one B option alongside Keenan Allen instead of just a clear cut one in the falling behind second sir. and if herbert continues his trajectory he's only going to get better for that whole offense so yeah i like that to start this week my next up is uh, actually going to be a stack two it's going to be jarvis landry i had baker mayfield um juice landry had that he had a rushing touchdown last week which kind of nasty like he mm. that spin was kind of insane that he was across the goal line by a centimeter but he caught all five of his targets which isn't a lot but at least he's being very efficient, so if he gets more targets, the efficiency you would think can continue. Baker only threw it 28 times last week, which is concerning for a game that had 60 points total. Mm-hmm. And a soft matchup, I I would like to think that they would throw the ball early, knowing that they're going to steamroll this team. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens, and if they do decide to go that route, I think Landry is a great play this week. I think the Odell thing affects him coming back, or maybe if he does I think if anything, back. it would even help him, because last week – the guy Schwartz, who I didn't even know oh played. I feel like Landry <laughs> was just getting focused on, yeah. and Schwartz, and not really people's Jones, but I don't know. I saw Schwartz getting the ball every play, and I was like, I don't even know who this is. That's <laughs> kind of embarrassing, I guess, but I don't know. I really like Jarvis Landry this week. I like the Browns' offense as a whole. Right. Odell coming back, I don't think it can hurt him. I think it can only help him because he only had five for 71 last week. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, yeah. Late, not like Landry. I feel like he's always undervalued in drafts. He's like viewed as a boring player, but like in deeper leagues, like the one in Jake. So we have we have three flexes. Like I have him in that league, and I'm just gonna throw him in flex all year, and he's gonna he's gonna put up solid numbers. Uh, he's not gonna blow the roof off, but he'll produce. Yeah, solid play. Every week is a solid play, but especially this week, mm-hmm. I like him. Uh, my last position is gonna be tight end. I have one. Uh, same team as one of my receivers, Rob Gronkowski. Guess where it's all over the Buccaneers. I think everybody is at this point. Uh, I guess the Falcons, like we mentioned, week one, he had eight targets, eight catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns. This was a guy who coming in the draft, I wasn't really targeting because I just feel like he was getting old. He's and old. like They usually run CTE. Uh. Yeah, they usually run Cameron Braid a decent amount and like OJ Howard's coming back. But like 
I was trying to find a snap share and player profile. I can't find it, but from watching the game, I felt like he was on the field like every snap. Yeah. I saw Howard like once. I don't think I even saw Bright. So, I mean, if Gronk's playing all these snaps, obviously he's got his best friend Brady at quarterback. Like, he's obviously a red zone monster. Yeah, as I say, that's really where he's going to eat because the eight targets is, I feel like, on the high side for him. Yeah. And especially going eight for eight is also kind of insane. I guess that just proves how accurate Brady is because, yeah. you know, he ain't moving for or a ball. Or how bad the Cowboys or, is. Or how bad the defense is. He was – the Both. one was in, literally the one he was blanketed by a linebacker and he just somehow caught the ball because mm-hmm. the defender didn't turn around. But – Gronk, I hate, yeah. hate defenders. <laughs> but uh, Gronk, I think, is a phenomenal, honestly, season long, too, especially this week. Yeah. Definitely insane value at the position. Right. In a position that usually outside the top seven, it's a dead zone all the way down the list. And he's fighting his way up there. And yeah, I think he should be good for the rest of the year. Touchdown, not, I don't want to say touchdown dependent, mm-hmm. but he's not going to rack up 90 yards a week. Like yeah, it some, week. yeah, it's going to be week to week with this team. Like, who who eats? I don't mm-hmm. think four people can eat in the pass, passing. Yeah. Someone's got to take the back seat every yeah. week, but it seems like a spot where he can – Goddard scored week one for the Eagles tight yeah. end position, so might be a weak spot for Atlanta. It's only week one, but we'll see what happens. My first uh, – I have two tight ends. One's really an honorable mention. The first one is Noah Fant, who uh, – I think earlier in an episode, first or second episode, I might have said how much I hate this player. <laughs> and I only hate him because I feel like I have to take him in every league and I don't like having the same players in every league. Mm-hmm. However, no Fant, from just week one, he looks very solid. It looks like Bridgewater is Bridgewater is going to spread the ball around. I think he that's looked kinda, good, too. He's, I think he had completions of seven different receivers in just mm-hmm. the first quarter alone, which is really absurd. Fantasy-wise, it's not that great at news, but – He's going to complete passes. He's not going to be inaccurate, inefficient. He's going to complete passes. So if they are getting the targets, they're going to catch the ball. I think he had, he had eight targets for a tight end. That's pretty nice. A tight end will take that. Eight targets is that's no uh, small feat for a tight end. Mm-hmm. Six for sixty-two. Solid. And Judy got hurt. And Judy now Judy's hurt four to six weeks. I think it only boosts him even more. Playing the Jags this week. Who Albert O is a little annoying, but. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> scummy. Stole that one touchdown. Yeah, but I'm not really concerned about that. Yeah. And I think there's, there's enough to go around that even if – are you saying Albert O? Is that what we're calling him? Yeah. Albert O. If okay, <laughs> There's enough to go around that if Albert O steals some <laughs> touchdowns that it will still be all right. No fans projected more points than Kyle Pitts this week. I know Pitts is playing the Buccaneers and didn't really have a great debut last week, but – and Fant has a nice matchup. Fant does have, the Jags are, yeah. Jags are terrible. Just gave up almost forty points to, or more than forty points to. Yeah, the Texans to the Houston Texans to Tyrod Taylor. So yeah, the if you're, I think this is entering. I mean, it's only one week, obviously, but if the Broncos have a great offensive game for an offense that isn't that explosive, it might be entering if you're facing a facing Jags D or starting whoever it is, type of season. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. My other uh, honorable mention, I feel like I have him in every league, uh, former quarterback Logan Thomas. Usually not a fan of Thursday night players, especially tight ends. I feel like if you start a Thursday night tight end, they usually stink. <laughs> Gronk was the exception last week. But um, Logan Thomas is playing the Giants in Washington. Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick is gone for this this season. 
Uh, I think they just put him on IR. IR, like six weeks, eight but weeks. But they make the injury sound really, like, scary. I, I didn't look into it that much. It was, like, like hip. his hip joint, like, the mm-hmm. ball socket joint, mm-hmm. like, left the, like, his hip left the socket. Right. I don't know. Sound, they were describing <laughs> it. Stefania Bell was talking about Any it. Any hip thing's dangerous. Stefania Bell was describing it, and it literally sounded so nasty. Brutal. But um, Heineke's not a scrub. Solid. He was probably, if they didn't sign Fitzpatrick, he was in line to be the starter yeah. this year. He's, and he took the Bucks to the final possession last year in the playoff game. I mean, he's not he's not great. He's not a top option, obviously, not even on the fantasy radar for quarterbacks, but you can still get the ball around, and the Giants look like kind of like they're going to be a joke almost. I know they came back <clears throat> in that Denver game last week, but I don't know. I think if you are – if you don't have one of the top tight ends and you have, like, a combination of Logan, Gerald Everett, and, like, Komet on your roster or mm-hmm. any of those people, I'd rather have Logan Thomas than any of the mid-range or bottom people. But I think it's a good matchup. But beware of the uh, Thursday night. Facts. Thursday night. Thursday night blues. nastiness. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cole yeah. Komet shout-out, man. Gotta respect that. Seven targets. Yeah. yeah Told y'all. Yeah. yeah. Do you get any in the red zone? Uh, I didn't. I was sleeping. No, he did not. I'll <laughs> tell you who did. Jimmy Graham. They get in the red zone. He literally came in and they threw the ball to him three times. God. I was like, why? Fucking needs to retire, dude. Jimmy Graham, you're watching this. Retire, please. Yeah, I'm sure he's watching. <laughs> Can't even get our friends to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. That does it for us. So uh, get these guys in your lineup. We're pretty confident <laughs> they're going to do good for you this week. Follow our socials, TikToks. Discord, join our Discord. We're dropping knowledge in there every day, helping the guys out with trade questions, waiver wire ads, start sit-ems, and uh, we'll see you guys soon.